Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We're having a conversation with the Honorable Caleb Amisi. He's the MP for Saboti Constituency. He's also a member of the Defence and Foreign Relations Committee. Yeah? And, and the Vice Chair of Public Investments Committee. And the Vice Chair of the Public Investments Committee on? Agriculture, Social Service and Administration. Kwanza, you are agriculture. Higher. What are you saying? A big no to, Mushima? Yeah, I'm saying a big no to the so-called bipartisan uh, parliamentary process. First of all, Parliament, uh, we are in a Commonwealth jurisdiction. Uh, Kenya falls under the Commonwealth. And uh, our Parliament, the working of our Parliament is borrowed heavily from other jurisdictions. We do not operate in a vacuum. We see what happens elsewhere. There's nothing like bipartisan Parliament. Parliament is a, is a room of debate. And it's a room of, uh, um, um, you know, the majority have their way, minority have their say. Unless you, you redesign our parliament to look different, that means also you have to look at our constitution. Then uh, we are in another uh, wild goose chase. <coughs> okay, the hot air, we were told by the Supreme Court. So the reason why I'm saying this is because uh, you've seen the millions uh, who are on the street. Those are uh, the, the so-called hustlers whom the president, the current president, uh, promised that their life will, uh, uh, will experience miracles once they get to State House. And they are still on the streets. Um, nothing tangible whatsoever in terms of uh, making laws in terms of executive pronouncement that is geared towards hustlers, apart from the hustlers fund, which is still a mirage. It's something that people don't understand why, how it can, uh, you know, radically change from uh, being a hustler to a rich person or to a dynasty, whatever the case might be. First of all, uh, there is no way in this world that uh, somebody has ever attended to the seat of power by promising hustlers uh, or the low class mm. people to, you know, an overnight uh, shift in their social status. Nowhere. So uh, this is uh, going to backfire on him. Uh, he thought it is very cheap to, get, to go to state house using the poor. And the poor have taken you there. So what next? It is, uh, it is so unfortunate that uh, we don't have laws to hold on to account uh, the promises and the manifestos and the blueprint you see being flooded all over the media during the election time. I wish that it become a criminal offense to give fake promises. For any presidential candidate to come out and give fake promises, it must be a criminal offense. Why only presidential? Otherwise, otherwise yes. Why, why only presidential? Uh, because th that is really uh, uh, where manifestos and the blueprints. I don't think uh, 
I rarely see uh, MCAs or women rep parading their blueprints in, in media or on national, national newspapers of national circulation. It is only the presidential we see printed out uh, manifestos of national importance because we are talking about the, the highest seat on the land. But even you, when you are campaigning in Saboti, you were making promises Thank in the campaign you. Uh, Fair enough. Let's also get down to even to the MCS. Not a problem. But the point is, mm -hmm. we must criminalize mm. fake promises. Okay. Otherwise, as a country, we are like, you know, in a, if you look at the U.S. Uh, politics, mm. if Obama says that I'm going to work on the health care, mm. then he comes with Obamacare. He makes it his agenda. He makes sure that it passes through the, the Congress. You know, the, the next time he goes for election, the Americans hold him to account. And they are judging his second term based on what he achieved in, in relation to his manifesto. Here in Kenya, since Kibaki's time, we've had Vision 2030. Then right now, nobody's talking about Vision 2030 anymore. Mm. It was 2030. <laughs> we are in 2026. 23. We are in 2023. Mm. Seven years to go. Seven years to go, and is talking about Vision 2030 anymore. So, what was the purpose of it? Okay. That we, we had. Uh, we had uh, the stadium. I've seen on the newspaper the stadium, uh, the billionaire stadium, mm. uh, the stadium billionaires. Millionaires. Or millionaires. Yeah. We had the stadium proposals by the Jubilee government. Mm. What became of it? In the middle of their administration, they came with Big Four. Mm. So nobody's talking about Big Four anymore. Then now we are talking about hustler fund, something that is neither here or there. It's not understood by anybody. What is it? How do you uh, change a life of somebody by giving peanuts? Okay. You know? Let's go back to so in, so in, in brief, mm. in brief uh, this country is being run down, right? In our faces. And is that the reason why? Because, I mean, you went from, you know, the bipartisan side of it and said, look, first of all, the way that, that parliament is set up, it is not possible to be bipartisan, right? So maybe that's the structure of all of this. But the very spirit of this conversation, is that then hinged on these things that you've spoken about? And to say, look, why are we having a conversation um, about things for which there's no foundation? Is that what I'm hearing you say? So even going to up the road or having this conversation seven against seven or with seven, you're saying that the fundamental, the foundation is is not going to work for this conversation. Yeah, first of all, place. whatever we are going to do in Stony Adi, I don't think uh, is about uh, selecting members from both sides. Uh, we are going to digest what happened, uh, what uh, transpired on Sunday. Uh, we are going to get a report from the principals mm. uh, because the whole country is, is still shocked. Uh, oh, so you did not expect <laughs> the shock. Okay, expect. so what? Okay, let's let's let's. Okay, I I withdraw my question. Okay, and, let's and us now substitute another with another. Put another one. <laughs> so do so I also do guys, withdraw my answer? No, your answer is fine. <laughs> so what we are saying essentially, yeah. Moishimiwa, is that before you even start going to bipartisan talks, you guys are in shock about what was said on Sunday. You are surprised that this is where you are today. Yeah, we are shocked because of what the president, uh, you know, the, the president uh, has taken a joke of what has happened in the country. The reason why uh, you saw millions of Kenyans, I, the, 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 the former prime minister just erupts out of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere in Nairobi. Mm. 
and all of a sudden a crowd uh, mills around him out of nowhere he just come out of a sunroof and the crowd is there what is the message what are these crowds coming on the streets Mm. It's because somebody is carrying their message. And their message was they are hungry. Mm -hmm. Their message was not that let's, let's go to parliament and solve IBC. Mm. IBC <coughs> is just an agenda of politicians. It is not an agenda of Kenyans. Uh, right now, Kenyans are not in a political mood. Kenyans are hungry. They will listen about IBC later. So for a president to come out with a press conference just to talk about constitution of IBC, that was just a one item of the Azimio demands. And you've made it look like it was the only demand that you are having. In fact, I was expecting that the president will have seen the millions of people on the street and felt something. Maybe consulted and asked his uh, powers around him that what are these people doing on the street? Mm. Yeah, even if you want to kill, you can't kill all of them. What are they doing on the street? Ask yourself as a president. What are they on a Monday or, or, a, or a Thursday, a day that they're supposed to be working? What are they doing on the streets? Millions. Mm. Okay, that is a question, the fundamental question any president must be bothered. So and if you are not said? bothered by millions of people on the street on a Monday at 2 p.m. and a Thursday at 2 p.m., mm. All over in the villages, okay. Mm. That means they're at home, they're not in town, mm. they're at home doing what? So, you're a president of what? An so, idol Kenya? So, Moshimo, what should the president have said on Sunday? The president should have, first of all, uh, internalized that the reason why people are carrying sufriers and uh, you know, demanding now they're actually saying. Some are throwing uh, ungas, uh, mm. and they are making a message that we are hungry, mm. the, uh, the cost of living is high. They are saying, they are mm. not even saying that Baba Tosha, no. Okay, so they are not what even demanding have? that Baba should be there. They are saying that we are hungry. The president must have a halt and a stop and a reason why are millions of Kenyans are leading hungry on the street. The question number one the president should have answered is, how is he going to reduce the cost of living? Mm -hmm. Number one. Then number two, address IBC. Number three, address uh, servers. The reason why Kenyans are ready to die, and most of them are dead, mm. is because they are hungry, and they will die anyway out of anger. But in calling for the bipartisan talks, is he not saying, let's meet and address all the demands that have been raised by the Azimio side? Because the that's what the president said. Uh, the primary responsibility of any government mm. because he's the president now whether we contest it or not somebody is holding that position and it's him mm -hmm. the primary responsibility is one to protect the lives of people which is not is killing them instead and secondly of course you must uh, look at the living condition of your people you are leading it is not the responsibility of the opposition or parliament so being a president you don't even need to talk to opposition for you to solve the living condition of your people. We don't need to. And then why are you a president? Just resign. <laughs> Just say, I'm not, I'm unable. Meanwhile, I want to talk to the opposition. Mm. Meanwhile, I, I want resigning. to resign. Wow. What would you do <clears throat> if you were the president to address the cost of living? I wish you said when I become the president. Okay, when you become when you become the president, we hope that people will not be hungry. <laughs> okay, because that we'll be holding on to this for too long. Yeah, if because you, I can't. Sit when you here. become president, and if people are hungry, <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 trust me, people will not be hungry during my reign. 
You know everybody says that. Huh? Not everybody. I'm not everybody. What I'm would, one person you've, you have invited me as an individual. Caleb, what, what would you do? Uh, first of all, uh, what causes hunger? Okay. Why, why are you today you've taken breakfast? Why? Uh, unless you've not taken breakfast. I'm assuming from the look of your face, you are I very have. happy, excited. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure whether you are breakfast. happy to see me. Mm. It's because you've <laughs> had a nice breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's because you have a salary, you are earning, there is something in your pocket. Mm. The problem of this country is not our politics. It's, it's because we are struggling on a small cake that mm -hmm. is continuously diminishing. We've never sat down as a nation to look at the economic progress of our country. And that's why I said, once I've said, and I repeat, this country does not need a new president or a different president. It needs an economic council to look at the economic capacity of our country. If you ask yourself, what is our, uh, what is our backbone? Our economic backbone it used to be agriculture is it anymore no countries have overtaken us look at our flowers uh, you'll find better flowers from netherlands uh, denmark elsewhere uh, look at our tea is no longer being talked about in the international market look at our coffee is no longer being talked about in the national market when if people i see kenyans flocking to dubai do, do they know dubai 15 15 years ago was a desert they're just flocking there. They don't know. Do you know where, how they, okay, people think it is about uh, oil and all that. But oil is continuously diminishing. They made Dubai attractive to the international flow of money. People are relating Kenya to Singapore. Do they know where Singapore, what is this miracle that made Singapore reach where it is, where, where it is? And until you can never know whether Singapore has an election or not. But Kenya, the whole world knows that our election is 2027. Singapore, do you even know the president of Singapore? Caleb, all you those, don't know. All okay. those things that you're saying. L let me finish they, because I'm driving to where you, where you want to go. Okay, <laughs> let me finish. Is <laughs> <laughs> the reason that we've never learned in your local setup, a country is just like you, you as an individual. If you used to to play with a, a friend in primary and uh, you know you studied hard, your friend was just busy fighting with his colleagues, uh, looking for girls, and then now you are a doctor and he's still there wondering what became of me. We used to be with this person. We used to play together. That's what Kenya is saying, that at some point Singapore and Kenya were this at par. We used to play together. What happened? Singapore has no mineral. It has no oil. It has no natural gas. What is this miracle they did? They just positioned themselves to attract the global flow of income. Okay? So, the journey that Singapore traveled, I see, this is the journey that Kenya needs to travel. Mm -hmm. Not this continuous politicking that has no end. That is just leaving poor people in the street. We must have a council that look at what is our strength as a nation. Is it our education? Is it the education that is making the world at, uh, Kenya uh, attractive? We don't have minerals. So what can we sell to the world? Now, once we answer that question, then we come back to the leadership. But, but we've tried, we are now fighting on a small cake that nobody is thinking about growing it. You know, my question is, eh? if it was Caleb Amisi in State House on Sunday afternoon addressing the people, what would have what would you have said?
What would he have told him? Oh, first of all, the one be... thing that you did not hear him addressing yeah. is the reason why people are out in the streets carrying sufurias and talking about cost of living. You didn't hear him say that. And exactly. he should have started with that. So if it was you, what would you have said that would make people feel, ah, this president gets us? The first thing you should have done is just remove subsidies. Remove? Okay. Remove. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, um, not, not, to, not to remove, sorry. To introduce subsidies. Okay. Uh, one, um, on of course the major uh, consumption items like maize. Uh, secondly, on fuel that is driving our economy. Uh, you've seen people crying, even the middle class, they're crying about the uh, the high cost of living. That mm. means also uh, they're also affected by the high cost of, um, of electricity. Mm. The first thing you should have touched, there are three uh, basic needs of a human being. Mm. Uh, and, uh, three, IBC is not one of them, mm. uh, is housing, uh, food, food and food. clothing, mm. shelter. Okay? Mm -hmm. IBC is not one of those basic needs. The f if you can't as a government, 50 years down after independence, you can't address three basic needs. That's why people are in the streets crying. Uh, we've not reached a point where you've seen in France, people are not crying of food. People are on the streets, yes, but they are crying about other things on another level. Okay? Ashmo, can I ask you a question? Okay. We have had individuals come to this uh, studio from the Azimio side as well as the Kenya Kwanza side. And uh, the question we've posed to those who belong to the Azimio side is, yes, you are standing in front of the problems that exist and you're highlighting them and the demonstration bring them clearer to light. But what solutions are you proposing? Because telling us the problem that we can all see and highlighting it has its purpose, yes. But solution when you say subsidies you know most people don't even understand what a subsidy is when you say it's a subsidy what exactly should the government do so that this subsidy can be realized so you say this is a subsidy and when you say bring it down bring it down to what because kenya kwanza argue but the price of maize uh, has gone now uh, has gone down it was 200 and god knows what it's now one something what are we looking for are we looking for the price to be reduced the cost of it to be reduced or are we looking for maize meal that is affordable that people can afford and this thing which is affordable how much should it be yeah uh, do you think that is a question to ask the opposition or the government because it's a question to ask the opposition because mm. the opposition ought to be saying these guys have failed in this and what they ought to do is this and this is how they ought to do it now the work of opposition is not uh, to direct or give uh, actually it is uh, yeah okay let me ask you you know, uh, when you are in the opposition, does not mean you are condemned there. You also want to go to the government, okay? And um, if you give all you want to do to the nation, to the government to do, to implement, then uh, how then will you ever... Then you have nothing to do when you come to... <laughs> okay? How will you ever even get there? Not even when it comes to government. So you need to keep How some, will you, you ever get pockets. there? Okay? okay. <laughs> As is to tell the problem. So solve it. It is how you do it is not our problem. Mm. The problem is Kenyans are hungry. Government, go ahead. Not what? to tell you at now Ken Kenyans are hungry. These are solutions for you. No. No, we want to get you out of the government. 
Once we get to that government, we will give the solutions ourselves. Who will put you in government? And the people. The people. And the reason why we the are The people saying, will put you in government yes. because you will demonstrate to them this is how we can do it. We already did. Okay. We've demonstrated. It, no, they didn't put you in government when you demonstrated. Let's deal with the facts. You told them what you told them, they didn't put you in government. Now here you are. The ones that they, they listen to are in government, but they are not addressing the issues, as you say. So the thing would be to say, this is how best how much better would perform if you give us the opportunity and i think that's what city is asking I, so yeah. if it's a cost of living the government is telling us what it's doing okay it's addressing it long medium to long term you are saying it should be an emergency it should be an immediate issue what is this immediate issue that you would do uh, you know uh so if you said that and the government was still uh, prevaricating then we'd say you government get out let's put in Caleb Missy. He has an idea that can feed us tomorrow. Oh, an, an idea of which we shared during the election. You know, there is no a platform elsewhere that you share except the platform of an election. And uh, the former prime minister did highlight his, uh, was it 10 points, on what he wants to do for the, for the country. If you can do the research, you'll find out. It's just a matter of Kenyans comparing, which is a better manifesto to this one. Okay, so it's not an every day that opposition must come to give solutions to the government. The 10 point okay. Laudinga manifesto did yes. not talk about Unga subsidy. Do you have them? It did not have the Unga subsidy. Do you have them? We'll go into a break. I'll pull it out. Yes, just pull out because he had a clear way. In fact, it had a lapsita. Yeah. They did not have Unga Yamiyamoja. <laughs> Probably uh, the lives of Kenyans could have improved beyond Unga Yamiyamoja. But the point is, manifestos are not specifically direct to an item. It mm -hmm. is the overall, uh, uh, the overall being of a nation. Mm -hmm. uh, how how you you want to take care of the poor, the the the, the health sector, the education sector, the transport sector. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a is a whole. Uh, uh, I think you can't just say uh, your unga was 100 and uh, Kenya Kwanza unga was 200. No, <laughs> it doesn't go to those specifics. Okay, let's but, take a break. Uh, yeah, let's take a but break. The, 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 the good thing is that the, the manifesto of Ray Lodinga is there uh, versus compared the to Kenya the Kenya Kwanza manifesto. This is the Situation Room. The only way to start your day. The conversation continues with the Member of Parliament for Sabote Constituency, the Honourable Caleb Amisi. He's here on his way to uh, Machakos County where he and other Azimio leaders will be meeting today yes. to deliberate on the talks. And Caleb is saying, I am going there to convince my people, don't listen to what the Kenya Kwanzaa administration is saying. These people are playing with us. You don't think that Parliament is the right place to have this conversation. Because Parliament will not deliver results for Kenyans? Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Parliament uh, was compromised. Uh, we had uh, the highest n number of members uh, from Azimio side. Tables changed. Uh, we are told uh, money and all other things exchanged hands uh, to a level where now we became minority. We are supposed to be majority. Uh, and uh, continuously, members have been uh, swayed uh, and uh, promised goodies. Uh, promised. The word is promised. Mm. Whether they'll get or not. Uh, Different but story. The problem is that uh, Parliament has been compromised. Mm. Now, in a such scenario where uh, Parliament has been heavily uh, invaded by the executive, it becomes not a central 
fair arbiter in any bipartisan matter um, uh, uh, secondly there is no standing order we operate with standing order in the constitution there's no standing order that the president quoted uh, where a bipartisan resolution can be made through parliament mm. at the end of the day everything in this country has rules and regulations mm. in uh, in judiciary you have uh, what you call jurisprudence and how you determine uh, matters before mm. the court uh, in parliament we follow the standing orders and whenever you say something in parliament even when you recall people from recess even you call members of parliament from recess the speaker always quotes the standing order mm. i didn't see the president quoting the standing order under which the bipartisan process will be undertaken how are those standing orders created by the way they are, they are created reviewed by members of parliament all over many years they have been reviewed uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a majority normally determines whether it is there or not. No, or how no. do you determine? Yeah, the the standing orders uh, um, is 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 of course it has been there for a while. Uh, what has gone through is the constant reviews and the change of uh, specific um, acts. What I'm asking is, how do you agree on we, the change of these standing orders? Does the, everybody participate? The, everybody participate. Of course, we vote on on it. Majority uh, carries the day. Um, uh, of course, after going through the relevant committees, and then it becomes the floor of the house. Uh, but this is in regard to if you want to change something that standing order. Mm. Okay. This government has shown us very clearly yeah. that even when there's a law. That is inconvenient they will change it yes so what stops them from changing standing orders yes yeah, because they, they have a majority they can change the standing order now mm. uh, uh, because they have the majority yes but already uh, you are not being bipartisan because you'll use the majority of the government you'll not use the majority of the opposition so you started the process in 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 you know in non-bipartisan mm. way so how will now the end uh, but be much bipartisan? More, much more we're discussing politics. You yes. know, I, I have found this conversation strange yes. coming from the Azimio side, yes. blaming the government for taking their members. It's you who can't hold on to your members. I mean, surely, no. if, 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 if the members are there and they belong to you and then somebody takes them, clearly you can't hold on to them because if you could, they would stay. It's just bad manners. You know, if a country, we want to use every loophole in our country, constitution or in our electoral mm. act mm. Uh, to commit mischief and then uh, and they still say oh you could not do this you know in a, a parliamentary okay presidential system um, uh, where we we have uh, different parties uh, that makes up parliament what we call parliamentary parties we are guarded as a as a person elected on this on this particular party or a coalition of parties that if you don't agree with your party of people people shift parties then go back to the election we are not saying you want to hold on to you okay if if you you've uh, you and uh, your wife you've had even a child and you still divorce so what about a member of a coalition or a member of a party Divorcing from his party is allowed, but we are asking you, go to the other side. They, these people elected you on an Azimio, believing that you are going to parliament, pro propagate Azimio agenda. Then you cross the other side. So go back and ask them, 
that uh, I do not uh, believe in Azimio anymore. Then they'll elect you on Kenya Kwanzaa. As simple as that. It's just good manner. We can celebrate and say, you know, Azimio, you can't hold on to this. Then, but as a country, we are destroying our own uh, democracy. Because we, we must be, we must own up to what we, we've uh, we've put as our, 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 our parameters of operating our democracy. What you say is true, Mishmeo, but I see it. You brought in the analogy of a married couple. The conversation one hears when they part and say the woman goes to another man at instead of the other conversation could be bibi amewacha huyu mtu akaenda huko but you don't hear that conversation the conversation is amenyanganywa as though the person who moved didn't have a say in where they're supposed to go is okay but if that man now comes to your house with your 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 wife inside your house so that's why i said go to that house <laughs> seek a fresh mandate and they go you know the problem with okay parliament. don't use our house to do your mischief <laughs> that is the same thing parliament is polygamous because yes. you are all in that house yes all of you yeah. So even that movement, it's academic because it's not as though somebody has changed parties. They are still in the party they were in, but their affiliation and interest is elsewhere. So again, what we are discussing here is our politics. And it gets the heart of the matter, how we practice our politics, when it favors us and when it doesn't favor you are, us. You are getting completely wrong. Um, uh, and I think it's good to use this uh, a good uh, a medium uh, to educate our Kenyans. Please, uh, because we passed an what we call an elect electoral act, mm. and it was so specific. Yes, remember, even the right honorable prime minister once upon a time disagreed with this party. Uh, was it Ford Kenya? <laughs> he went yeah. back to electorate in Kibra. Okay, it was uh, used to be called the Langata constituents. He went to back to the electorate, those were many years ago. Now we've even reformed, we've revised, you know, we expect even things to be even be better. Now in the 20 years down the line, a person cannot resign. Why are you fearing to resign and go back if people, you think people believe in where you have gone? It's because of bad manners of politics. You want to use a party and dump it. Now this MP of Nyanza who has gone from another party, is it PDP or Cheng? Mm. That MP could not get elected unless he said Raila for president. As much as he was in another party, why didn't he say Ruto? He'll not be elected. Okay? So this is just bad manners that you, you use somebody, you get elected, and then you dump him. That is not what uh, our constitution and the political parties <laughs> envisage. So no. it seems as though, Mwashimiwa, that there are many issues that are layered here in terms of what the problem really is. But the national conversation at this point is there were protests that were going on and the president did come out and say on Sunday, look, okay, let's have a conversation about how we can solve this. Okay, so if we do some chronology here. So the major issue that he brought to the table was this constitution of the IEBC and said, okay, guys, come and let us do this together. But again, I'm going to ask you, it seems as though there are very many other issues that you're still taking issue with and are saying, you're going back to tell Azimil people essentially that all of these things have not been considered. We cannot take this conversation as though it is going to soothe everything where there are many other contentious issues that have not been handled. And now here we see another one coming up. 
that they've taken a lot of our people to the other side and are still coming to our house to have their honeymoon mm. and we cannot have that happen mm. so there are very many other issues that are taking center stage here so suffice to say that the long and short of all of this conversation is that you don't want it to happen you don't so want bipartisan you don't want bipartisan there are many other conversations that are not happening so then essentially what does that mean yeah i, I think bipartisan the word is okay mm. maybe the medium uh, that they have chosen uh, which is parliament is what we think is not okay uh, I don't think the Azmio side, and uh, I've listened to the Prime Minister speak, the former Prime Minister, is ready for talks, okay? Only that he has said Parliament is not the route. Why? Because Parliament is executive controlled. And uh, you cannot have uh, that one as a, a, a bipartisan uh, forum of engagement. Uh, that has been very, has been very consistent on that. And he has given proposals that what happened uh, in 2007 and 2008, we had a similar scenario and we had a, a, a better way of engaging. Uh, the reason why we are saying uh, root and me particularly, uh, those are my words. I don't find Ruto very honest. I've seen his consistency. Uh, it's not there the way he can promise people heaven and bring, uh, uh, you know, uh, people down to hell. Uh, th it has been there. And you've seen people suffering. He, he thought that he's going to make a difference. And people went on the street. They said dynasty versus the hustlers. And you see people are still suffering. He has ignored them. He has followed another uh, trajectory. 2027, he'll come up with another. You can be a master in some areas, but it's not conducive. It's not good for, na for a nation. You can't play a nation like that. Okay? We, we, there are people who, who will praise him that, you know, he's a good politician. He's sharp. Uh, you know, he knows how to, to play politics. But is it good for a nation? You can play those politics in a constituency somewhere. In, in but a, is it good uh, for the constituency? Exactly. But now, even on the higher level, a, a nation, a nation that is so heterogeneous, this is not a homogeneous society, is heterogeneous where uh, tribes, eth ethnics, uh, ethnicities is rife. Uh, you know, our, our political competition is based on tribe, where people need to feel the part and parcel of the nation. When, we, when you hear people seceding, that we want to secede, that if we our numbers don't matter, then let's get our own country, then that it means not, not the whole country are not feeling that they are part of this nation. The first thing as a nation, when they say the president is the symbol of national unity, that was not a joke. It was not just a mere statement in the constitution. You are supposed to be a symbol of that even if those, I'll give you an example. You don't know Sabot very well. Maybe you, you are a near because you schooled there. Sabot is the most uh, cosmopolitan constituency you can find in the Republic of Kenya. All tribes are there. I come from a minority. I've still been elected twice on a party that is predominantly not a party of that area. People don't look at me as a, as a, a tribe. They don't look at me as a, a, a political party. They look at my potential to unite that constituents. That all tribes are feeling that if it is Caleb, we are okay. That's what a president needs. That even if I didn't vote for him, me as a law, I'll feel I'm okay in this country. But if I'm feeling I'm not even... They don't want to be... Uh, to change their life. They just want a, a belonging, that we belong to this nation. What did I do? My constituency was uh, uh, porous in terms of uh, uh, a one tribe feeling that they have been left out for many years, perennially. 
I accommodate them. I choose some of their people in my office and yet they didn't vote for me so that they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I made sure that most of my development uh, areas were uh, projects were directed to that particular area that felt left out. Mm -hmm. I made sure that most people in the uh, bursary program they are from that area. What happened in my second uh, election? I won by twice the margin for the last election mm -hmm. because now those people now felt ah uh, if this is how this guy is going to lead us, then now let us vote for him. Mm. So that's what our president needs to do. Those people who didn't believe in you, don't tell them they, they are not shareholders of this company. Don't tell them that. Because in that case, they say, okay, we thought uh, we were just expressing ourselves. Now it has come to this end. Mm. You made them feel bitter and the pain that, okay, we are just here to you know, give taxes to people as we are less of a human being. The moment you run a country like that, mm. the moment you bring a country to that point, then you are you are you are, you can only achieve anarchy in that nation. Mwishimu, I have a question. Yes. So you said you are not opposed to bipartisan talks, only that you don't think that Parliament is the best platform. Yes. Now your leadership in Parliament has already said yes to talks. Even your leadership at Azimio, the principals have said yes to talks. How would you propose that these talks be structured? Yeah, uh, in my proposal is that, uh, I don't know, this is mine. Mm -hmm. I don't know, don't uh, say this is how Azimio has decided. It is Caleb. It is Caleb. Mm -hmm. uh, ah, you've when? come back to Caleb. Mm. <laughs> it's Caleb. Uh, you know, I, I want to bring you to a level where oh, we can. Okay. You're coming to my level. comfortable. Uh, okay. You know, I don't want to leave you behind. <laughs> yeah, so uh, in my opinion, I, I believe uh, that uh, the president needs to look what pains this nation. We are recovering it. We are uh, sugarcoating it. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem of this nation is that uh, people believe that two tribes will forever rule us. And uh, these other tribes are uh, left into oblivion forever. And it is not changing anytime soon. He needs to address that. Uhuru tried to just talk about it, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but nothing much. He never actualized anything, actions. He just talked about it. He just felt. But the president needs to know that part of this nation is feeling that they'll never, well, their sons and daughters will never get an opportunity to be at state house. Mm. That is the root cause of our problems. Mm -hmm. The rest, we are, you know, we are adding, you know, soup, whatever in, inside the pudding. But the root cause is that uh, the, this nation is divided and it is like divided forever. Okay. Politically. Solution. And he, has, the, he needs to do that. Now, countries have uh, designed ways of uh, surviving. Switzerland, for example. Switzerland uh, had this problem of uh, uh, regional imbalance in terms of uh, national leadership. Well, what Switzerland did, but because of their seven regions, they decided that let's have seven ministers. Mm. And each one of those ministers become a president for one year. So they have a council of seven ministers. And uh, every year a minister becomes, uh, serves as a president. And they rotate. It's called the rotation of presidents. Now, Switzerland is calm, very stable. They don't even have an army, you call the uh, of themselves. They have nothing to protect. The country is cohesive. 
okay because they they decided to at, attack the root cause of the problem mm-hmm. uh, every part of Switzerland feels that we are a Switzerland in this country we are not Kenya there's no country called Kenya for for your information if you are in this town and you are attacked uh, for example your tribe say Kikuyu is attacked mm. another Kikuyu say uya na cheza mkikuyu mwenzangu if it is a luo another luo will say na huyu huyu ni mluo mwenzangu if it is a kamba a kamba will erupt and say hey huyu ameshika mkamba mwenzangu mm. if a kenyan is attacked there is no any kenyan will come and say huyu ameshika mkenya mwenzangu there is nothing like a kenyan mm. we must uh, bring a country called kenya Mm. We don't have a nation. So what's the what's the root to that? I said different countries have designed different ways. Uh, I gave an example of Switzerland. In my view, it is not enough to rotate because we are 42 tribes. You can't rotate 42 uh, tribes in, in in terms of presidency for five years and manage. Okay. Mm. I think the best is expansion of the either the executive uh, so that uh, different regions have a potential of maybe their son and daughter mm. uh, getting a position somewhere and say if the speaker of the national assembly comes from this region then the speaker of the senate must come from this region then the deputy president must come from this region mm. then the president must come uh, from this region mm. and the attorney general the we'll kra you know we the, mix them up we, we mix up good it, ideas it must have. so how do we get them onto the table if you're not going to take them to parliament how do you first of all you must uh, breed that idea Mm. Uh, before you take to parliament to process it okay. as i say you don't go in a bipartisan parliament that is already divided you can see the way they are talking do they mm. look like people who can uh, you know reason in parliament no they are coming just stamping that this is our government our government you give it give it even if they won by 200,000 votes you are still celebrating your government by only 200,000 after campaign for five years with state resources with hustlers alongside you are still only manager party 200000 that means you are on an edge As so what a, is the building ground a, for these ideas yes what what do you want how do you want those ideas to be the, canvassed these ideas the i said the president the kind president needs to sober up he needs to leave a legacy and say is the person in fact the economy might collapse in your hands but if you solve this political issue forever you leave a legacy you can even rest for the rest of the 10 years you want to serve there mm-hmm. because you love solved as something for the nation forever people live it's easy to get to state house but so what you are in state house what did you leave legacy people leave a legacy and say so and so you will see americans every president refer to jf kennedy when they are campaigning all of candidates will say jf kennedy uh, whatever uh, um, uh, roosevelt they'll refer to people who have uh, been part and parcel of the change system mm. of the government so this president ought to he, he ought to solve a political problem of this country okay. and he can go home and rest he leave the economic issue we'll sort it ourselves <laughs> Mushmua, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Caleb Amisi is the member of parliament for Sabote constituency. He's been here telling us about his thoughts and ideas of the best way forward as he heads down to Machakos for the meeting. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly oozed stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from our podcasts drop daily from me and the team catch you next time bye bye